every single day. I'm going to share for a good, just maybe 10 minutes. I'm going to start this and I'll, I'll go through this next week. But I want to share with you some scriptures that were put on my heart as I knew this was going to be shared. And I've been praying more and more. God, show me what's important. I've been asking God specifically, Lord, from your perspective, what is important to you? Because sometimes we give God what is important to us. This is what is important to me. But I've been asking God, what is important to you? I do not want to waste my energy on things that are only important to me. But I want to ask God, what is important to you? And I I know that God is calling us to make plans for our lives. Amen? So that we can avoid the emergencies that happen sometimes because we fail to plan. Sometimes we fail to pursue God and therefore we are faced with an emergency situation and we have to come up with a plan real quick. But I believe God is preparing us and making us able to make a plan so that when the enemy does attack, amen, we know how to come back at him with scriptures. And come back to him like, I know that I need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And so that God is creating us this plan in our life. And so I just want to study for a few moments out of Mark's gospel. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Mark chapter 5. This is, this is Jesus here and he is, he's just been across the sea and he told the sea to be quiet and there's been turmoil. And this is a, a, a picture of Jesus. And, and, and we're coming to know him more in this portion of Scripture. And Mark 5 is a story. It's, it's, I believe, you know, it's so important. Think about the gospel writers. Mark was given a, a probably an endless amount of things that he could tell about Jesus. We only have a glimpse of the stories, of the miracles, of the, of the teachings of Jesus. So... The gospel writers had to decide what do I leave in the gospel and what hits the cutting floor. So this story was important enough for Mark to include it, in, and it is the shortest of the four gospels. And if you remember, each gospel has a theme, right? The theme of the gospel of Mark is about the authority of Jesus. That is the theme. And I believe that we are walking to a season more than ever that we need to walk in the authority of Jesus in our lives. Amen? We can't just have soft Christianity, but we have to walk in authority. And Mark's theme was that. Because authority is illustrated, not explained. Amen? You can't just explain it and say, well, I'm going to pray a prayer and I'm going to explain what authority is. I mean, when you pray, you got to come in authority. Authority is illustrated, not explained. And so Jesus does that. Mark chapter 5, verse 1. <laughs> Before I say that, I just think, and I, I wrote this down, but I'm trying to think what that means. What's that mean? Do you ever remember the look your mother gave you? How many of there's a look that a mom can give that right away, just by a look, you knew what her authority was? I mean, I've seen parents that say things, right? They they I'm going to spank, I'm going to do this, I'm going to discipline. But there's a difference between illustrating authority and explaining authority. And just think about that look. And Jesus had that authority. Jesus had that ability. It says this in verse 1, Mark chapter 5. They went across the lake to the region of Gernesis. I practiced that too. That's funny. Gernesis, we'll say that. When Jesus got out of the boat, 
I'm going to be there. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. When this man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. Think about that. For he had often been chained hand in hand, hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and he broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. This is where the authority of Jesus is, is needed. And maybe you've come to a point in your life, maybe you're at a place right now where you've lost sight of who you are. And I want to just spend the next five or six minutes left here and just really think about your, what are your priorities in life? As, as Pastor Devin said, what are we pursuing God? I pray that every single day you can say, God, I pray that my priorities line up with your will. That I can live out what is really important to you. And that we understand what is important to God. Because how many know we don't need just a cute Instagram cliche in our life. We don't we, we don't need a, uh, to live a life that's just this cute little uh, saying or or just by the fact that I wear a chain around my neck gives me authority. No, what we need to do is illustrate, demonstrate the authority of God in our life by having a prayer life, by being in the Word of God, and so that we have a plan in place. As Pastor Devin said, when the enemy attacks, you say. I can see this attack, and I do not, and we begin to speak the word, amen? Jesus preached the gospel. He knew the word. And so he's he's confronted with this man who is breaking chains, and he knows that there's power in the word. Amen. Night and day, night and and day, among the tombs, verse 5, in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. He would cut himself with stones. And so we see Jesus in this picture. I mean, we serve a mighty God who's strong in battle. We serve a mighty God. Amen. Somebody say, I've got a great big God. And we need to know God that my priorities line up. And, and so and we need to be our identity is who is in Christ. So he would night and day cut himself. And verse 6 is interesting. See, this is the first time he sees Jesus, but this is not the first time Jesus sees him. When he saw Jesus from a distance, now this area, the voices could carry and travel. He sees Jesus from a distance. His reaction, he fell on his knees in front of him. Could it be this man was up night and day, the Bible says. Could it be that their two lives were intersecting, that we know that Jesus got up early in the morning to pray, don't we? Could it be that the man had been up all night and now as the sun is arising, he's about ready to maybe call it a a night, that Jesus now is waking up in the morning and that Jesus hears the shouts of this man as he's beginning to pray. And he shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God, in God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, come out of this man, you impure spirit. How many know, anytime the enemy has occupied a territory, he will not let go without a fight. Okay, so in our lives, if there's an area of our life that the enemy has occupied for a while, and we just think, okay, I'm just going to say a prayer and everything's going to be easy. We have to understand the enemy is not going to give up that territory without a fight. 
The enemy had, had occupied this man for a long time, and now it's confronted with the authority of Jesus. And any time that the enemy is confronted with the authority of Jesus, we should and can expect some resistance. And so what we're seeing happening in our church and some of our leaders, as, as God is taking, amen, expanding the tent, the authority of Jesus is being proclaimed and spread out through inside this church, through, through things that we do outside, whether it's our outreaches, whether it's the prayer truck. We have to be aware that the enemy is going to try to fight one last fight. But we have the authority in Jesus' name, don't we? Jesus asked him a question. He asked him a question, not for information, but he asked him a question for revelation. Remember, okay, because remember, Jesus asked him, right? And remember, Jesus already knows all things. He already knew all things. But he asked the man because the man might know who Jesus is, but this man didn't know who he was. A lot of people know who Jesus is, right? I mean, there's a lot of people in church who know who God is. We know. But do we know who we are in God? See, we understand. We can say God has authority. God is everything. God knows all things. But do we understand that we are his and in in Jesus' name, we have the authority in Jesus' name, church? Come on, whatever area in your life has been under bondage, whatever chains have bound you down, it is time to say in Jesus' name, I'm ready to be set free. We can't just say we're going to be set free. We have to walk in the authority. He knew who Jesus was, but did he know who he was? I want you to know, do you know who you are in Jesus Christ today? You are a new creation, amen? All old things are past, new things. I'm going to share just briefly, and I'm going over my time, which I have a beautiful clock that tells me, and I want to get this going because we have a lot going on today, but... I heard of just a great testimony. There's been some things this week we've gone through as a church. I, and I won't say anything, but just somebody came to me this week and just said, Pastor, listen, I've been struggling with this area, this sin. And it's been a couple months now, and, and, and I haven't done it. They, they, they've been chained to something. And, the, and as it's like, I, I rejoice with, amen? How many know? I rejoice with that. There's been an addiction that they've been, they've been tied to, and they like, it's been gone now for a while. And I'm like, I, I want to I rejoice with you, amen? Because they're now they're, they're taking authority in Jesus' name. So to conclude this story, and Jesus asked the man, Jesus said, what is your name? He knew the name, but my name is Legion, he replied. So inside this man, there are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. And a large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside, and the demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs. Amen. That is what they asked. Allow us to go into them. He gave them permission. And the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this to the town and countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed. So now they see it. And they see the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed in his right mind. Amen. Hallelujah. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people. So now they're seeing the demonstration of the power. What had happened to the demon-possessed man and told... about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to lead the region. How I many? There are people in this world that they 
They will react differently than sometimes we expect when Jesus begins to move. Because sometimes people are afraid to leave the sin that's gotten very comfortable to live in. Because that's all they've known. And to know life without sin for some people is very scary. But I have news for you, and we know this, that when you begin to walk in that place, you begin to say, God, what are my priorities? I need to pursue you today. You begin to walk in a new light, and Jesus was 18, getting into the boat, and the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Wow, wow, I want to go with you. I want to attach myself to you. And so Jesus did not let him, but said, go to your home and to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell a Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And the people were amazed. Amen. We have to know what our priorities are. Would you stand with me? As we are going through this process, next week I'm going to open up this whole message and just really dig, dig into it. And I just want to set the stage with the testimony that you heard and just these thoughts this morning that we need to know who we are in Christ. It's not enough just to know who God is and what he can do. We have to live out and believe that he can do it through us. Amen. And whatever area in your life, if there's something in your life that there's, a, there's something that still chained you down, Something that, that has kept you in a place of, of not being able to move. This man had these legions. He needed to know who he was in Christ. And maybe you've forgotten who you are. The, the church is supposed to not go with the culture. The church is supposed to be a counter to culture. Amen? Can I get an amen? Do you agree with that? We are supposed to counter the culture, meaning we go, we don't go where the culture goes. We go where God wants us to go. Now, we go into the world, and we affect the world with God's love. But we have to know who we are in Christ. And so if we're not strong, if we don't have a plan in place, the world is very, it can be very attractive. It can, it can take us places that we never thought we would go. And so today, it is it's every single day. I have to every single day. God, I pray today you guard my heart, guard my mind. Let my priorities be in alignment. What is important to you, God? When I, my, my, things that seem important to me now are a lot different than things that were important to me in my 20s. I thought hitting a 300-yard drive was really important. It's still fun. I wish I could do it. I probably can't hardly anymore. But that was a big deal to me. I really thought these things were important. How many know as you go through life, you begin to really see what's important? And it's kingdom things. You know, I was thinking about this in my office yesterday, and I say this humbly and honestly. I, I applaud parents who do their best to raise their children in a godly home and in the house of God. Can I just say that? Is that okay? I applaud you because you've made that a priority in your life. And that's the kind of things. I applaud those in this room that start their day off with prayer or you you, you commune with God in the car or on the lake or in the store. I mean, I applaud that because now you're you're making a plan. 
Because the enemy does not like the fact that we are awakening. Hallelujah. I, I think sometimes the church in America has been asleep. We, we've said what God can do. Amen. We've said God can do miracles. How many believe God can do miracles? But I'm ready to see the demonstration of the miracle. I just don't want to talk about the miracle. I want to see it illustrated. I don't want to just talk about that someone's going to be saved. I'm ready to see it happen in my life. Amen. So, God, I pray that we would go from talking and start doing. I don't want to start saying, well, people need Jesus. People need to get, I, we need to start saying, God, how can you use me to show the love, to reach out to lost? So, God, I pray that my life would be a demonstration. We would walk in the, in the love and the grace, but also in the authority of Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you for everything today. We have heard there's been many, many seeds planted. We've heard testimonies. We've heard what you've been doing in our lives. And Father, I pray that this day would be like a, a no other day. Maybe there's someone here today. This is the, the start of a new thing, a new direction. Maybe it's time to think about our priorities. Maybe it's not so important to have a hundred friends who lead us down the wrong road. Maybe it's not so important to have everybody like us. Maybe it's not so important to be right all the time. Maybe it's not so right to always have to prove our point. Maybe it's time that all we care about is what God cares about. Amen? And, and saying, God, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what you think. And so it's, it's as we grow in the Lord Church, God changes our priorities, doesn't he? changes I'm so blessed this week to do the service for for our friend Richard Colts the Browns said goodbye and we want to pray for the Brown family we want to pray for John Howe who lost his brother also this week those services will be coming but Richard I I was so blessed I I, I've known Richard and, and I was there at the house just moments after he went home to be with the Lord and prayed over him. And I, I, we prayed that God would just give him a big bear hug. <laughs> and, and I know that's what God just Welcome home. But they said, Richard, in his last few days and weeks, all he could say is like, just make sure everybody knows how much I love them. How we know? That's what really matters. Right? Priorities. He wasn't sitting there thinking like, hey, did, uh, uh, can somebody, can somebody you know, tell me who won the game or can somebody... I'll go out and make sure I, I get a lottery card. He, he, his priorities changed. What really matters is like, let people know how much I love them. And God, I love you. Lord, I pray as we walk out of this room today, we will all examine our priorities every single day. Not that some things are wrong or bad, but that, Lord, that we should seek first your kingdom. Seek first your kingdom. And then all these things will be given to us in a while. That we can enjoy life the fullest. I pray that we would laugh more often. <laughs> I pray, God, that, that the joy of the Lord would be our strength. Father, I pray that people would be around us and say, man, I want that joy. I want that happiness. That person just seems to be free. Lord, even if we don't thank it, God, that we can give that in Jesus' name. Lord, teach us continually. And Lord, I pray over those who are ministering today in the prayer truck. Give them safety. Give them words of wisdom God cover them Lord anoint their heads and their mouths and the words and their hands and their feet be with all the things that we do our Bible studies our, our build groups everything that we do God will bring honor and glory to you we thank you God that we are 
Father God, we are, we are on track. We believe that, God, you are moving in us. Father, this church has an amazing destiny. So, Lord, I pray every day in this church, God, that we would all seek you. And as we come back together in this house, our praise would erupt. Let us praise the roof off this building. In Jesus' name. Lord, bless you. The Lord keep you. And may his face shine upon you. God, we thank you for this day. You're so good. You're so wonderful. Bless each one in this body. God, I pray this week that we would share the gospel more, love more, and just continue to pursue you, pursue you, Jesus' name.